0: I'm Loza.
1: I'm Isaias.
0: And this is Light and Love with Lozaeus, the podcast.
1: We're a young married couple living in Los Angeles.
0: Walking by faith and doing so transparently.
1: Our hope is that this podcast leaves you feeling inspired as we explore matters of life, love, and life.
0: Thanks for tuning in.
1: What is up, everybody? Hola. Go- you know what, you guys? I have to be honest. I missed you guys
0: talking to a mic (laughs) i.e. you guys
1: yeah 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 uh, audience i think i'm realizing that this is a part of our life now this is this is the new norm i like that this Uh, is what we do
0: yeah we actually end up recording these episodes tuesday evenings before we started to do mondays and just life as you know so tuesday nights are nights where we get to sit down Take a little fireside chat. No fire involved, just some plants and us with a new setup, actually.
1: Yep. Oh, yes. Yes. We have to actually say something about that.
0: Okay, go ahead. Tell the folks.
1: First and foremost, there's an angel by the name of May. Hey, May. And she has, for whatever reason, gone out of her way to really just be a guardian angel. She's the one that's like, yo, you guys are really doing something great. But like, can we talk about maybe getting some better mics? And then, and guess what she did? She set us up to get some better mics. Yeah.
0: And we were only able to do that because of donors who contributed to the Donor Box to support us doing this podcast, kind of trying something new. And as you guys have been listening and financially supporting us, as well as supporting us in every way possible via reviews, encouraging us in person um yeah we've been able to get new mics and a new roadcaster pro i think it's called which we're still learning still how learning. to use
1: still learning um
0: we're amateurs but baby we get in something. eventually you're you know gonna see I mean? us
1: making uh sound effects and all that <laughs> um but yeah. until then uh yeah shout out to to may and high productions yeah. uh shout out to the donors shout out to all of you guys you know what i also realized we need to give everyone who is a part of this community like a nickname of some sort so we can like refer to everybody uh Enlighten me. no like like Shout out to all the light and lovers out there, but it's uh, not not that though. Light I mean,
0: lovers, I kind
1: of like I mean, it's that. actually not bad. Now that yeah, that, that was kind of off lovers. the cuff, but like, I feel like we can do a little better than that. I
0: feel like that should intro us to a little bit of ushers, you know, lovers and friends playing in the background, but light and lovers.
1: La- actually, light, light and lovers is something. not bad. It's actually not bad Isn't at all.
0: Light and lovers, how y'all like that? Y'all got to let us know whether or not you're vibing with that, or if you actually have better ideas as to how we can intro you yes. guys, hit us up, DM us. Email us. Let us know. Um, In the meantime, we wanted to read some reviews from you, light and lovers. Yeah. For the foreseeable future, I'm about to run with this. (laughs) Um, And we've got a review coming in from an H. Amalga who gave us five stars. She says, the perfect midweek pick-me-up. I love tuning into this podcast every Wednesday. And then there's one more that I'll read just because they're a little shorter. And I can definitely fit it in from an in exclamation point. Um, thank you for sharing. Love that the messages are wholesome and related to the things we deal with in society. I love that scripture is used as encouragement, which motivates me to continue my journey to fulfillment. Smiley
1: face. And say that? This podcast is wholesome because if they awesome. want me to get grimy, guess what? I'm gonna oh, get gosh. grimy. Folks, we don't we don't want the grime. We definitely they don't want that, want that gritty grime. And I'm about to give it to them if they call me wholesome Yuck. one more time.
0: Yeah, no, we are wholesome. Kidding. It's light and lovely. I'm proud
1: of I'm proud of being wholesome. The by whole way. goal
0: is that people walk away feeling lighter and lovelier, um, yes. inspired, challenged, encouraged. You know, all of the above.
1: Yeah, and I so g- it I can sounds get, like you guys that. are
0: feeling that. So. Yeah, those are the reviews that we have for this week. So Submit those on Apple Podcasts. You know what? You guys have done quite a few reviews. I think we have seventy-five ratings, quite a few reviews. Our goal is to hit a hundred. Like, I'm so weird because I'm like, you know, I need to have like a numeric mark, and Uh I'm like, a hundred is great. So if we can, if you have not filled out a review, please, someone
1: get a hold of this.
0: Please go do a review. Have your mama do a review. Listen to an episode. Have her kind of share her thoughts, you know, her mom, your mom, your cousin, your dad, you somebody. Say you,
1: you saying they want their mama to review?
0: I, I want I'll everyone's a, mama's I'll take, to review. I'll take
1: a mama's review. I'm gonna have to
0: tell my mama to review the show. Actually, you know we, what I should, mean?
1: we should get our mama's um,
0: And so, yeah, submit us some reviews. Get us a hundred there, and then even on Spotify, we're even closer. We have 88 ratings on Spotify, so thank you for that. Um, we just have a little bit more to get to hundred. Um, so yeah, please make this girl's That's dream come true. That's actually real talk.
1: Truly, a, a milestone. Just Huge. to think about Are how you much you guys me? have really supported and shown love. Oh you guys have really. We we don't we do not take that for granted. You guys, so yeah. thank you so much. Um, and I hope
0: you guys just feel just overwhelmed by the way that we're loving on you guys. I feel like every episode we're like overflowing with gratitude we actually
1: really do mean it we but talk about it amongst ourselves there's a too. statement
0: happy grateful hearts are happy hearts and so um we're grateful for you guys um thank you for tuning in and yeah definitely share this podcast and rate it for us yep. but that's what i say at the end so i'm gonna say that i'm gonna tell y'all <laughs> again at the end in case you forgot um but in the meantime yes yeah, we'll so intro you to this episode we
1: are on episode nine no. We are in episode nine. Uh, how many episodes are we going to have this season, by the way?
0: I am not sure. So you guys can also let us know. We're thinking of doing maybe 16 original what? episodes. I thought for...
1: we were rounding this out at episode 10. <laughs> Good try, Isaiah. <laughs> let the people have more.
0: Can they have more Um Yes. Originally, we were going to do maybe four months of it. That
1: was a slave driver. (laughs) (laughs) Holy smokes, man. I can only give you so much, okay? Um, You guys let
0: us know. Would it make sense for us to do seasons, right? A season one and a season two. That's what we've been thinking about. Um, or y'all want us to just go straight through. We can we can up the ante believe. Mother says Spirit. we need
1: fifty two episodes a year.
0: Fifty two a year. I'm trying to get on uh Joe Rogan energy. He's okay. on what like episode yeah. one thousand one hundred ninety something, something, like something or other, something you know. Like um, shout out to Joe Rogan if you ever listen to this.
1: And also um, shout out to episode nine, which is on yes. the topic of life.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: So what are we what are we getting into today? So
0: today we are going to actually address an Ask Loza qu- question. It kind of inspired um, a topic that I'm sure will register for a lot of us. And the question that someone asked us was, Loza, what was the decision making process like when making a career transition? Um and so the career transition that said person is asking about is my transition from the pharmaceutical industry. Um I was a pharmacist and now I am transitioning into real estate and I'll get more into that but the reason I thought that that was a great question to ask and why it's such um Don't yeah. downplay
1: play the role of mom too. That's a, mom, real, that's that a is, real that is that is. In terms of like career
0: too. wise okay, but okay. you know obviously I'm a mother f- you know first like that having this time now to be able to invest in my children that's a huge blessing um but yeah we'll get into that a little bit more but why this particular topic I thought was really important career pivots I've been obsessed with this topic from the time that I graduated
1: she's topic. not lying everyone
0: I literally anything that looks or smells like being able to pivot and Um, Again, I'll get into the story a little bit more. I've just been very consumed by it, and I know a lot of people have an itch or a desire or an inkling to want to try something new. And um, I was looking at some stats this past week, and one was um, a new Pew Research Center survey survey Found that one in five workers, so that's twenty-two percent of people, say they are very or somewhat likely to look for a new job in the next six months. Some of those new jobs may be in their actual industry. Some of those jobs may be obviously outside of the industry. Um, And then we're all very well aware, but you know, millennials and Gen Zers are the ones that are most likely looking to have some sort of a career pivot altogether. And so, all to say, say career.
1: That sounds like a. A symptom of a millennial uh for, type of person
0: for sure yeah and i think you know the the negative stigma that's tied to you know millennials is like we stay at jobs for like two years can we what's the benefits of switching careers or even switching jobs um either way career pivots are becoming more and more common and people are asking should i do one how do i do one what does that look like and i'll give you guys um the first one of the first examples and I used to pick Isaiah's brain like crazy because I'm fascinated by what motivates people to want a career pivot why do they do that and he was the first example that I had seen from one point
1: I was the first example that you have seen I
0: mean I've heard other people but up close and personal you were the first brave soul that I had known that had gone from a corporate setting all the way to you know art the, the art um the field of art you know and acting and Shakespeare and I'm like Sir, you know, what did your mama say? That's That was like the first question once I asked him. more
1: to the breach to friends, once more. Right,
0: there you go. Uh, my London studied husband here. But
1: um, yeah. yeah,
0: so I thought that maybe you could share some of your story and kind of share how you pivoted and where you pivoted from. And then, I can, <laughs> and then I'll go from there. Why are you laughing can, at me? This,
1: I cannot believe this Oprah over here really my just setting topic. me up like...
0: Please set it. share share it with the people. <laughs> so. And then I'll spin off of you. <laughs>
1: For is, those that of you guys this is that all know, been angling this entire actually, time? Actually,
0: when I was in sixth grade, you know, oh, I forget what those goodness. little awards are called. They voted me most likely to be Oprah. So maybe this is just like
1: That's okay. a self-fulfilling
0: prophecy. So let me ask the question. Sure. Isaiah.
1: Sure, I will, I will ask answer. What, tell what? us a
0: little bit about your story and why you've chosen to pivot, what your pivot looked like, what inspired it. Just give us all the deets, you know?
1: Well, um, I am going to choose to answer your question in a roundabout way. And I feel like, okay, we'll think about this, okay? I think as people who are millennials, we are people who really desire to find purpose in what we do. So for me, I, I never really had a clear image as to like how, I wanted to be this from this point in my life, this career uh, at at this point in my life, and then I want to be this uh, position at this point in my life. For me, it was always, and I at least to start, I just knew I wanted to be successful. I wanted to make it. I wanted to be somebody. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) eventually, you know, once you kind of jump into it, you. I, I came to realize all this all these versions of success that I had kind of idealized really did not mean much in the grand scheme. And I really just wanted to find a sense of purpose and meaning in what I was doing. I think that was the, the, I think that's the plight of the millennial. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I started off my career as a, uh, public, uh, doing, doing a public audit, uh, at, oh my God, why am I just like babbling? Why am I babbling my words? It's been so long that I can't even speak properly. (laughs) I was doing public accounting at a consulting and auditing firm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I got my CPA there uh, working at Deloitte. And I did that for almost three years. And the goal was always to go to business school. And eventually I came to realize that I didn't want to go down that path anymore because I just felt like doing that was going to take me down the same path as everybody else. Uh, or like I, I looked, I was able to look at my bosses. And I'm like, I don't want to be that one day. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just knew that I wanted to do something that mattered. I wanted to do something that meant something. Um, and
0: that particular route didn't, you know, no matter to you. No. Like, it could have for your boss, but for you, it just was not,
1: well, you know, the thing is like you also, sometimes, you. and I think this is like not true for everybody, but like, you know, sometimes people jump into careers and they don't really have a clear alignment of like what their motivations are Mm. versus what's, Keeping them in a certain place. Mm-hmm. I think. I think ultimately, a lot of people want to feel like they're pursuing some form of purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, along the way, I think the golden handcuffs kind of start screaming at you. Uh,
0: Can you explain the golden so
1: golden handcuffs, handcuffs are when you start getting the promise of compensation that keeps you around in a place longer than you really want to be. So then you end up becoming handcuffed by these very valuable uh, golden pieces of of, uh, bondage really. Mm -hmm. And you end up staying around somewhere because you've adapted a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and a way of doing things that you can't imagine, you know, Mm -hmm. leaving. Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. I feel like that was a lot of the, uh, that was the case for a lot of the partners at my, at my job. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was early enough in the game and sober minded enough. And like, I, I had like come to a point in my, um, faith where I was, I was like, not impressed by that Mm -hmm. and I just and I actually felt bold enough to try something different so Mm -hmm. um I don't I I don't want to sit here and talk my whole life story because then it's going to become like an interview but like
0: it's not an interview (laughs) but yeah I think it's interesting what I know you said you became brave enough to like be able to leave like at what point in time did you realize this was not something you wanted to do? Like, why did you not recognize that from jump? Did you have to be doing that job just to realize, hey, this is actually not what it. I thought it was going to be. It's not cracked up to what I was hoping um, it, it would be. Yeah, become. You,
1: you know what? I I came to realize quickly that in college, I was definitely motivated by this idea of wanting to impress so this is like subconsciously I'm coming to realize after, but like I was definitely motivated by wanting to be aligned with the peers that I was um, inspired by and I wanted to, you know, impress the people around me. I wanted to do what was considered mm-hmm. to be prestigious mm-hmm. and it was never really about what I genuinely wanted, mm-hmm. you know? Do you think
0: any family p- pressure, cultural well, pressure of course. There was also that, that, and that's yeah.
1: another side of it. I mean, like, yeah. you know, the family pressure of like... You know, wanting to be somebody, making mm-hmm. your, your parents' investment in you your entire life yeah. actually pay off. And then on top of that, being an immigrant, you know, thinking about how our parents, mm-hmm. you know, had to overcome unbelievable odds to come to this country mm-hmm. and to make a life for themselves, then only for it to not count for anything by you not fin- making something financially
0: of yourself. or quote unquote or, make or just something like, of or yourself. Just making
1: yeah. something of yourself after all of that, you better you be better make something pop off. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how you get there, but you better make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, there's all those things that that don't really leave much room for you to think about, oh, these are the things that I believe God's calling me to, Mm. or this is who I'm supposed Mm. to be, and these are the steps I'm going to take to get there. And, and, you you know, look, I wasn't even, I was not even aligned in my faith properly early on at that point to really make that clarification. But I think as I became more mature in that way, I came to realize that really what matters most at the end of the day is that you are aligned with where God wants you mm-hmm. and you you don't despise wherever you're at and you allow to maximize whatever skill sets and tools have brought you to one place that will eventually lead you to where else God wants you. Because if there's one thing that I've come to realize now, it might've taken me a long time to realize this, mm-hmm. is that God can use anybody and take you anywhere as long as you are willing to Trust him and put in the work.
0: Yeah, you know? I totally agree. I think you know it's hard to be able to sift through the motivators and the thing you know the things that drive us forward towards our goal without that faith component, without um, without knowing where God is calling you, without knowing the things that God has designed you for. Uh,
1: I think that's why the um, the whole concept from the book of you is so powerful Mm -hmm. is because
0: so for those of you guys that don't know the book of you episode 4 tune in
1: yeah Yeah. uh, was it 4 or 5
0: Episode four.
1: Okay. Um, And that's like also based off of the book that Loza is currently writing, um, which talks about this idea of first attempting to really know who God is first Mm -hmm. before you can try to even know who you are.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: it's like, I think, I think you kind of have it misaligned when you try to reverse engineer like, oh, who I'm supposed to be before you really know who you are in light of who God's made you to be.
0: Yeah, because you could spend your whole life like playing the game, right? Doing the things, being motivated by social pressures, by family upbringing and play the game, right? And turn, 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 get to the very end only to realize that you were playing the wrong game. God's Mm. like, I designed you differently. I made you differently. I gave you those inspirations for a particular reason. And because you never tuned in to me, this whole game was the wrong board. And that's actually
1: actually the thing that trips me out about it is that. Like, I, and that's what I was trying to get to. With God, there's really no, and I'm still trying to truly internalize this for myself, mm-hmm. but with God, there's no there's no limitation on what he can do with you. Yeah. It doesn't matter how, if you followed the rubric, if you followed the game plan that's been set out by society yeah. to say, oh, to be this kind of person, you have to first do A, B, C before you get to D. Mm-hmm. It does not work like that. Of, yeah. Course, yeah. of course, like God is concerned about, your excellence and your willingness to work mm-hmm. and your willingness to have faith through the process. But God, most times we disqualify ourselves. God is mm-hmm. not, God is not bound by mm-hmm. the structures that people have put into place as to how you arrive, in, you know, from, from point A to point Z, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. God could really turn, turn up and, and take you from one place to another if He really so, so yeah. chose, you which know,
0: which is why it's so important just to be surrendered to that. Boom. Right. You know, I think it's, Yeah. It's very hard, though, I think, when we are navigating, and maybe, you know, harder for, I want to say, millennials more than anybody. Why? Because I feel like the generation before us, you know, when it came to work, understood that the job was simply there to provide for their needs. They looked for a stable job.
1: Stayed there for 40 years. And and
0: there, you good. You Gucci, you know? You don't have to worry about anything else. But then once we came around, then we understood the importance of that stability while still having a part of us you know um that sought fulfillment and purpose and trying to align um the things that make us come alive with the work that we were doing and so we were doing like a lot of like social entrepreneurship you know what do you
1: what do you think it is about people from our generation that makes us more likely to have an inclination towards purpose i
0: think because you know I don't know. I can only really speak from my own example even as an immigrant, you know, kid, because of the labor and the, the search and the struggle for stability that our parents experienced. Yeah. We now have the luxury yeah. to say, okay, it's not just about that I grew up in a kind of stable upbringing. What do I really want to do? Who what really makes me tick? You know, it's no longer just survival for us, but we have the luxury to say, okay, Is there a way that I can take the things that make me come alive and still create an earning from that, still create a living for myself where I'm able to survive off of that? Um, While it drives some of our, you know, parents crazy because it's not, you know, healthcare, it's not engineering, it's not law, the things that are like over the course of time been very stable careers, um... There's still a lane. There's still, a, you know, pe- people are people are doing it. They're able to create a living as comedians. People are able to enter into the art industry. People are able to follow the passions of wanting to do nonprofit work and being just fine. And so, I think, um, yeah, I think this d- desire to find for more fulfilling work exists more for millennials, and that has been the pursuit to do those things um, and to. I don't know, to to want to align your life in a way where all of who you are matches not just internally, spiritually, but also vocationally. I love that. And I think that's kind of where we find ourselves, why so many people, millennials, are struggling with okay, I've done the stability thing for a very long time. I've found a job, I'm making money, but now realizing, hey, I wonder what, it, what what might happen if I leave this job and try something else. Well, you know what I mean? I think
1: that's what's really interesting about, that's really interesting what you said. So like this idea of being, being fully aligned mm-hmm. is really fascinating because I think the reality is a lot of us have different parts of us that we want to feed and nurture. It's like, I think so often society tries to put us into small, neat little boxes and say, okay, you are a accountant or you are a xyz mm-hmm. but like oftentimes sometimes i actually have multiple desires and mm-hmm. like interests one thing that i heard uh, td jake say one time we've talked mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. it's like he called himself a slasher hy- it. he called
0: something. himself a
1: slasher i think oh, okay he was like i'm a i'm a speaker slash author slash Producer, Uh, producer slash businessman slash, and it's like, why can't I be more than one thing if I'm willing to do it excellently? Mm -hmm. I do believe there's an order to all of these things, but I think learning that, and I'm still learning that, Mm -hmm. has been an empowering thing because if God has given you the grace to do more than one thing and to do it well, then I think that's why not, not? and I and I think that's to kind of answer, go back to your question. Mm that's part of my story and that's why i think i've been able to find the comfort to kind of navigate you know and, and just really find grace in the different seemingly very disparate places that I've gone to in mm-hmm. my career. So to start off as a public accountant, CPA, mm-hmm. in the early part of my career, then I worked in um, kind of similarly adjacent, but like, you know, finance in the nonprofit space, and then mm-hmm. chose to go to drama school, and then come back and, you know, pursue film and television, and got opening up certain doors for me there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now we're in real estate, but still have, pursuits and entertainment mm-hmm. that will always be a mm-hmm. part of my picture it's like i i can't really understand how all these things tend to work mm. but like one thing this is a, another yeah, idea that's come to good. my mind uh-huh. is that like one thing that's really humbled me in this understanding of like being able to do multiple things is that at the end of the day god is the author of time and he can make certain things work together that really are not supposed to work together Uh at least on the surface right you know and i think uh that is part of that has been part of my maturation and process of trusting god in Mm -hmm. that is that sometimes i get in my way of being like yo i really don't understand why me being a real estate professional uh sales and investor and then also being someone who's doing their thing in entertainment should make sense, and I almost want to disqualify myself. But
0: right by saying like you have to be one. But or I you think have to I have be to be one other. or the other, and even uh-huh.
1: wanting to like keep those things separated in 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 the times that I do talk about them, or even when I occupy different spaces, trying to be one or the other and mm-hmm. not being exactly who I am, which mm-hmm. is both of those things. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't explain how and why God has really afforded me the grace to do both of those things very well. Mm-hmm. Like I can't really, I can't really take credit for it. And I, and I don't know how else to make sense of it, but you know, like even in, in even in this year, for example, like I'm going to, uh, I'm going to South by Southwest in mm-hmm. two weeks. Praise him. Yeah. Praise God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, who would have thought the, a, a little project that I worked on last year mm-hmm. got accepted into the, the festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, another project that I shot last year is going to have a theatrical lease release later this year. Mm-hmm. Another project, in addition to that, is coming out. Who knows what's going to happen with that one? Mm-hmm. These are all things that I can't anticipate. And then, and and then, while that's happening, mm-hmm. I, God has positioned me to to help many people in this in the real estate space, and then also breaking breaking records along the way. Yeah. You know, so it's like praise Him again. I can't I can't take credit <laughs> for it. I don't know yeah. how or why it makes sense, but you know.
0: Yeah, I think it's important that you're witnessing that like in real time in your own life right in the book of Isaiah, because we've seen it countless times even throughout scripture like i uh, i'm always and i'm always constantly encouraged by um the story of joseph and joseph was the one that was sold into slavery right by his brothers um and the reason i'm so fascinated by his story is because like as he's living life right he's sold into slavery he ends up getting put in you know, Potiphar's house as he's like serving in Potiphar's house, you know, Potiphar's wife lies on him Mm. and then he ends up going to jail. Then he becomes like the jail warden. Um, so, and then from being jail warden, then he ends up being like second in command eventually, you know? Um, and I think, and this originally when Joseph started out, he started out believing that, you know, um, in a vision that, you know, he believe that his brothers were gonna were gonna bow down to him he knew that he was going to be in a position of power he just didn't know how or where or when he was gonna get there and what's crazy it's like as he's like living life right the dots don't connect yep. as he's living it right but god knows yep. you know and yep. that's so comforting for me Um, because we don't have to know the dots, right? You just have to be true to who God has called you to be, where he's called you to be, with what he's called you to be. Like, whether Joseph was a slave in Potiphar's house, he did it excellently, didn't let that woman lie on him, but he went to jail. And even when he was in jail, he did his work so excellently, he was promoted to jail warden. Mm. You know, like, he could have been like, at what point is any of this going to actually make sense? But... He know, you know. I don't know what his conversations look like, and even when he thought he was about to get out of jail, right? When he had those messengers come in, um, they never came back for him, you know. So he spent two more years in jail and still never got saw his way out, you know. And I
1: think that's an important part of what you're saying that I don't want to glaze over too quickly. Is that mm-hmm. even if where we're at in our individual story does not make sense in light of the bigger picture we have envisioned for ourselves. A stepping back and realizing that only God has the aerial view. An
0: even bigger picture of what we see. And then
1: and then in the midst of that, the Mm -hmm. truest and only real responsibility that we have is to be excellent where we're planted.
0: Period. Because
1: I believe there is a lesson and a reason and a purpose for every chapter that we're in sometimes we feel like we have to orchestrate and structure and weave this master plan that Mm -hmm. we've diabolically come to figure out Mm -hmm. only for it to Uh, manifest years from now. But the truth is we have no real way of controlling what happens
0: or what the story is actually about. I can't tell you how many
1: times things have like worked out in certain ways in my life and people be like, yo, like Mm -hmm. I can't believe how you did this. And I'm like, you truly have no idea. I have Mm -hmm. no idea what I'm doing right now. (laughs) No, seriously though. It's just like really only God can weave together certain pieces of your story that are truly a beautiful masterpiece that (laughs) <laughs> from from like you know after it's all said and done, people will give you dabs and be like, "Yo, that's amazing." Mm-hmm. But it's like, bro, you have no idea what that looked mm-hmm. like inside of it. All I could really do within that is to is to be excellent at what I'm doing mm-hmm. and to trust God through the process. It, it actually yeah. kind of reminds me also of David, mm-hmm. you know, as someone who started off his his life and career, if you want to call it as uh, as a shepherd, a little shepherd, you know, just boy. a little shepherd. But like it was. Like think about that. From where he was planted as a mm-hmm. shepherd, he had the responsibility to care for those animals, mm-hmm. to 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 be a uh, uh, a guide to them, mm-hmm. you know, to protect them in the fields, mm-hmm. and then that eventually led to him being uh, a musician for for Saul. Yeah, and but the- he
0: yeah he loved to play music on his own. That was just a random thing that he he, loved to do.
1: Eventually, though, he would play music for Saul. That's another Mm -hmm. thing that he did. Mm -hmm. Two seemingly very unrelated things. And then he would go on and he would... You know, we would see his skills as a warrior that were really truly birthed as his time uh, as a shepherd when he was protecting his sheep and his mm-hmm. animals from bears or whatever else. Come on, okay. He ended up being able to uh, kill Goliath. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a slingshot. He was over, over there slinging bears and everything else earlier on in his mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he would we would know him as someone who would write psalms. His experience Mm -hmm. as a, as a musician would eventually lead to that and then tie bundle all that together. And these experiences as a warrior, Mm -hmm. as a musician, as a psalmist, as a leader would eventually culminate in him being King, you know,
0: wild. I feel God on that. And then, and then
1: in the midst of it all, Mm -hmm. he had, cause this brother had highs and lows, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? He definitely had some missteps, but, through it all, he was still a man after God's own heart. And he put God first through it all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like he can see where his story was gonna end yeah, up. No, that's really in good. the same way we have no idea, but mm-hmm. we do have the grace to be faithful where we're at and Ooh. to just trust God in the story. And that's really all I'm concerned about.
0: I love that. I love that. Because yeah, you're right. There's no way that he could have foreseen <laughs> the unfolding of his story the way that it did, you know, and had he been so busy, like, Oh, I'm here to be a leader and ignore the part that loves music, you know, in him, then he potentially could have missed out on a very important, um, desire and thing that makes him come alive that the lord planted in him to later use for something else you know and you're absolutely right i think sometimes we can get so fixated on the way that it should be or the way that we think it's supposed to look that we can either squander right he could give up on one of his talents he could not not continue to develop it or he could quit it altogether Or he could do it his own way, and what he misses out on is being able to see God's glory fully manifested and allowing God to connect dots that he could not connect on his own. But surely off the fact, and as we're connecting the stories, like with Joseph and even David, both were excellent wherever they were planted, you know? And because he was excellent, and because he said, you know what, I don't know what's coming, but I know who I am now. Oh, I man. know the things that make me come no. alive now. And I not only am I going to invest in it, I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to trust God in this singular moment. So as things come and unfold, the story's God's, you know, and that's a fulfilled life and in because my
1: opinion. And in, in, in that there's a belief that God has placed that in you for a reason. And even if I don't know if or what it's going to materialize into, I just want to be faithful with what's Period. right here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so like, and I think, you know, a lot of times we'll put, this healthy pressure to have a vision, and I think mm-hmm. that is important. We we got to see where we're going, but mm-hmm. I think where that becomes problematic or challenging is where is when we let our image of what things are supposed to be. We, we hold on so tight to it that, that we don't allow God to reorient or reimagine it for us along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know it says it says it's important. The Bible talks about how it's a, without vision the people perish, mm-hmm. but sometimes we have to allow God to continue to feed that vision and to instruct that vision along the way because his Mm. vantage point is always going to be better than ours.
0: No, that's good. So even then that kind of speaks to like knowing when to career pivot, right? right? Being able to listen to the Lord and make sure that you have extracted everything from what God is trying to do because what you don't want to do is miss out on what God was doing, miss the lesson, right? Let's say, for example, you know, David in that example was... Decided not to sling no tigers, bears. You know what is it? Lions, tigers, and bears. I think. Oh that's, my! I, I really I had that's to say the, that.
1: Line, the I think that's a that's a Aesop fable, or is that the lion with <laughs> the wardrobe? No, that's
0: real. Lion. You know, um, let's say he chose not to, you know, um, defend his sheep in that way, and he just kind of like half-assed his work yeah. every Monday. You know what I mean? And decided not to do it well.
1: Just cap yourself off, buddy.
0: You know what I mean? And then eventually, when the when it was called for for him to be excellent in that moment when he needed to to the big
1: leagues buddy take that (laughs) slingshot
0: against the giant because he half assed it the whole time. He had no He does not have the infrastructure to do well when God needed him to show up and do the thing that he called him to do. Because in and of
1: itself, that seems extremely harmless to like, he's probably thinking like, what does this have anything to do with my future? Come on,
0: bro. I'm about to be a king. Like, I've been anointed. I'm cool. You know, I'm Gucci off that.
1: I think it's pretty fascinating to think about how seemingly unrelated things God is in the business of connecting dots. Absolutely. He's in the business of working all things together for his good. So Absolutely. I think it's very foolish of us to think that just because something doesn't seem to make sense on the surface or is related on the surface, that God can't weave that together as part of your story because mm-hmm. I believe he will. When we were talking, I had an- I had another thought, mm-hmm. which I want to touch on briefly. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the importance of allowing God to re or to instruct our story and Mm -hmm. to allow him to move us from one place to another. But how do you not mistake that for what I also see sometimes Mm -hmm. when people make excuses for when something is difficult and they decide to give up on something before it's time? Mm -hmm. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, that I can speak of because it's, you know, my own account, you know, Um, because I think you that desire has always been within me like I I told you guys I'm obsessed with this topic so for the longest time and I'll just kind of briefly share a little bit my story and then remind me so I can get back to this topic but um, you know, I studied pharmacy, you know, cause I, for those that have heard me talk about this, you know, I wanted to be young, financially stable and independent black woman, you know, and this job provided for it. So I studied once I was in school, my second, my second to last, actually my last year of didactic work, I was ready to quit because I felt like there was more to me. And there were like desires within me, right? The ability to like write and a desire to want to speak and to share and to do these things. And here I was in an industry that was very black and white and I had to become what felt like a cookie cutter version of somebody that I just was not. Like one example, I remember one time in one of my um, classes, I wore... Um, suede shoes, hot pink pants, and some feather earrings and had my Hold hair like on somebody. super Let's curly. And I remember here. them telling me like, no, Loza, that's a little too much, you know? Um, Let's keep it to it the was, dull tones. If we you can, know what okay. I mean? Like it was a little, t- you know, crazy. So I always kind of just felt out of place. And for some reason I couldn't understand it. I just was doing very well in pharmacy school. I just I, God really gave me a grace to do really well, and when I had wait, gotten,
1: Way to clean that up with some with some, uh, some humility some on top. <laughs> I did really
0: well, but I knew that it wasn't by my own, des, you know, my own go. resolve because I up. wanted to quit. I wanted to quit pharmacy school, and I was like, you know what? I'm just about to, t- t- you know, cut it off and just go about and figure it out. I don't know what I'm supposed to be. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I feel like there's another part of me out there. Um, And I have other talents and skills and things that make me come alive. But as I just kept like reflecting and thinking and thinking about that, not only did I not know where to go exactly, you know, I wanted to create a career pivot, but all I kept, you know, hearing, right? And knowing from scripture was all of these accounts that we're accounting for. All of these people were faithful till God told them what's next, you know? And I think so often we're like, we're the ones calling the shot. We're like, God, you got my back, right? You know, and God's like, I never told you to move. I never gave you the next instruction. You know, even Abraham, he said, go into the land. I will show you. But he told him, go. There was a command there, you know? And so I think for myself, I was like, I don't know where I'm going. One thing I'm sure as hell I'm not going to do is go without God. You know what I mean? Um, and because of that, I just was like, okay, God, it doesn't make sense. I still have a lot of this stuff within me, but... You haven't given me a green light, so I'm just going to finish. Yeah. That's that's another biblical example that I know. Jesus was a finisher. When he got on the cross, he says, it's finished. Yeah. You know, every everything that he's accounted for, Jesus crosses his T's, dotted his, dotted his I's, and, you know, so many accounts in the Bible of different individuals that did the same thing. What I was not going to do is rewrite biblical principles that's of good. unfinishing, I had to finish. And so I finished and I graduated pharmacy school. Um, and then after I graduated, I was like, "Now, God, still nothing. Still no direction. All I knew was to do the last thing that he told me to do, which That's was good. to finish. So I looked for a job and I ended up getting a job in a pharmacy down in um, Dallas. Shout out to my Dallas folks. Hey, okay.
1: Dallas. <laughs> okay. Is that, how you, is that how do
0: it? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I moved down to Dallas and I worked at a pharmacy out there um, and I worked. At a, it was kind of like in an underserved area, predominantly, you know, um, Spanish speaking individuals. I learned Spanish while I was out there. Um, traditionally, also, I also,
1: you also had a minor in Spanish. I, that's true. College.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> so that's I, but the majority detail. of like actual practically speaking yeah, yeah. and working, I learned out there. And so, um, As I started like doing that job, I was like, clearly, you know, I've got my degree. Let me just look for jobs. I got the job and uh, I worked. And then after a year, my job shut down. And so then I was like, now, God, you know, is it time? And still nothing, you know. So I ended up transferring and working at a Walgreens in Oklahoma. And Walgreens luckily is, you know, um, transferable. All in this process. And, you know, I'm sharing all of these details to share with you that like, you know, not only did I end up learning Spanish, so wherever I went, my goal was to always leave the place better than I found it, right? That's what I know that God has called us to do. He positions us not for our jobs, not for the things that we do. He positions us for people. So I was like, he planted me at this job to be a light to the people here. It's, it has nothing to do with the job. Clearly, if it were about the job, he would have let me done leave this job, let me do something else, but God designs and puts things in us in an effort to reach people. That's his ultimate goal, That's okay? Good. And so I stayed in Dallas and then after I did that, had I not made the Dallas move the way that I did, had I not moved there and stayed with pharmacy, right? A job that made it to where I didn't have to worry about money. I also never would have met Isaiah. And
1: that is the point of this story,
0: everyone.
1: <laughs> that is where everything has been culminating. That's nice Too,
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a, that. That was a big plus. I never would have met Isaiah had I not uh, more than a submitted plus. to the Lord and said, you know what, God, I'm willing to trust you. It doesn't make sense to me, but I'm showing up.
1: Admit it. More and than then a plus. even
0: then, when I moved back to Oklahoma, <laughs> I'm gonna continue talking and <laughs> let you let you have this moment. I moved back to Oklahoma, which I didn't know, you know, there's so many details that I could get into, but I moved back to Oklahoma. But the reason that I ended up, you know, being once I, Isaiah and I got engaged and I moved to California, once I moved out here, the door opened only because I was a Spanish speaking pharmacist, which I never would have been able to do had I not been faithful and learned and really excelled in speaking Spanish well while I was in Dallas, you know? And so I moved to LA. And, you, and
1: you're not even really giving full credit to the story okay. of how insurmountable those odds were. Like, all they kept saying is that this the market is way too saturated. Oh There's literally gosh. no People opportunities. And it just happened to be the case that this most obscure position opened up and it was only available to someone with that kind of background and experience yeah
0: and yet again it still didn't make sense And because you also had
1: managerial experience at your previous it's like
0: all of it that like you just don't think that it matters right and that you're just doing doing and going through life but god is using every single detail for a reason and so once i moved to la i worked at a pharmacy um and then i ended up getting promoted to be able to work at a specialty pharmacy which Originally, when I had left Oklahoma, I had always wanted to work in an HIV pharmacy. It never worked out. But God opened the door once I moved to L.A. Crazy. And then I was it's really and all I know is that none of it makes sense. Like if I were to tell myself, Loza, could you have imagined yourself being here five years ago Absolutely not. Can you, Absolutely. Imagine. you cannot even dream up the things that God wants to do in and through But can through you, you imagine like other that, people you know like
1: I mean? in a similar position like you at your job who've probably like been cr- trying to craft this or like been working towards this? Like your story is so not that. It's it's truly just a byproduct of like truly putting full faith in God and him elevating you to one place to the next.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And even then like me being true to myself yeah. before God and true to the people in front of me, right? That's all that I knew to do was serve the people right in front of me faithfully yeah. and still continue to work on the things that make me come alive. I was still trying to write. I was still being myself. I was still, you know, um, eventually, you know, still still just having my personality. I still started, you know, the the light and love dot life um, on Instagram and still kind of, I don't want to call myself like a social media, like influencer, but that's kind of how it appeared. So, When I was like in work in a very black and white setting, I clearly have all of these different parts of me that are like, make me come alive. I love creating valuable content for people, encouraging content for people. I love to write. All of these things were there. And what's crazy is like, even at my job, because I did not try to diminish who I was or what God was doing in me or how God designed me, God ended up propelling me to a position to where I was able to like do social media content for Walgreens that I was like, you know, chosen as like the number one person um employee for the company that last year and then then and only then right after i had been faithful did in prayer i finally (laughs) hear god give me the green light to grow out of that position because i had grown out of it with each phase though i didn't know where i was going i had to just trust god you're giving me wisdom And I'll trust you. And there were seasons. Isaiah will tell you, your girl was crying. Isaiah's mom saw me crying. I was commuting like three hours at one point. Sometimes things don't make sense. But when you are surrendered to the Lord's will, Mm. he can take you to a mountain. He can take you to a valley, baby. But he's taking you somewhere that is a part of his design and his plan. and And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The pen is always better in his hand than it could ever be in our own. And so...
1: Um, and, and most importantly, in those instances, he's with you.
0: He's with you. That's it. And so I think, you know, when you're tempted to want to quit something or leave somewhere, ask yourself, what's motivating me? Yeah. Have I heard God speak? And, you know, when I say like, what does that look like or what does that sound like? That's often like, you know, for me, it always comes in. I usually will get some sort of an inspiration or a nudge or a vision or a very strong like push towards something, but rather than just following my hunches, I always have to say, okay, God show it to me in scripture. I got to see it in scripture. And then third, I will have wise counsel or somebody. Form it to
1: me somewhere else too. You know what I mean? I need three, (laughs) three marks. So I'm not just acting up over here while I'm very
0: notorious. I'm very, I'm very capable. Me too. (laughs) So I think those are important questions to ask yourself. And kind of like what Isaiah was saying, like, when he was at Deloitte, you had to kind of ask yourself, what were your motivators? And having the Holy Spirit kind of, like, unveil your motivator yeah. to, like, please people.
1: But even or then... Or
0: please, you know?
1: But even then, I would say, like... I, I know we've been going on for a while, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to make this... I know, this is... But like, I remember it was about a year in to my time at Deloitte Mm -hmm. and I remember sitting my parents down and being like, you know what, mom and dad, and, and please don't, and and please note, these are two immigrant parents. I was like, mom and dad, I'm depressed. And, (laughs) (laughs) and, and my parents did not know, like, did not have any, and did not have any context (laughs) for that, you know? Yeah. All they knew, all, all I could explain to them was that I just felt like there was a, a a deep disconnect between who I was, what I was doing, and why I was there. But even though I wanted to quit right then in that time, I still understood that I had to finish what I started. Come on somebody, you know? yeah. so, uh, and this all kind of ties together with my with my faith story journey, and 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 it was that low point that really pushed me to uh, start knowing God for myself. But the point I'm trying to make in this story is that even though I knew I wanted to part ways with Deloitte as early as a year in, I still made it almost three years because. From the time I started, I knew that I was I was committed to a getting my CPA license, mm-hmm. which was definitely an ordeal in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I, I failed different sections multiple times, but still kept picking myself up there you go. and taking <laughs> you the test until I spirit. passed. Yeah. And and I also knew that I wanted to make it to my promotion. I wanted to get promoted to a senior. Mm-hmm. And that typically happens after two years or so. Mm-hmm. And. I did that. And then I went even further. And then after I got promoted and I tried to quit, they asked me to stay and they shipped me to a project in New York. And it was only after I did that project where I eventually came back and I was like, look, I'm still quitting. And then they paid me, (laughs) they paid me to stay at the office and apply to other jobs, you know? So, you know, apply for
0: other jobs outside of the company. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and it was, it was just another reminder that it's, important for us to not let ourselves get in our own way. I think Mm -hmm. when we experience hardship and adversity, we oftentimes use that as a reason to just, or an excuse to just jump ship. Mm -hmm. But I do think there is a a purpose and a benefit to being a finisher. Mm -hmm. Um, And then allowing the things that we finish to inform how God can take us to the next step.
0: Mm -hmm. So absolutely. And God's good for everything that he's placed within you. Every part of you that doesn't seem like it makes sense or like marries well together it's there on purpose yeah. so cultivate it work on it pray f- you know for how god wants to use that um i love a quote by elaine welter roth which was like super encouraging when i was reading her book um more than enough and she says uh we are a series of dreams realized you know and so who knows what God could be wanting to do in and through you? Just yeah. be faithful to where you are, and when God says go, baby girl, brother, get up and go. And that's when He it. tells your little tail to sit, you better sit and wait and wait on Him. And so, um,
1: I think that's the biggest takeaway: is that a life lived when in pursuit and alignment with God, it's truly like none other. Yeah. Uh, knowing that you can, knowing that you're going into the unforeseen with God going before you is is the most comforting and exhilarating thing. And my comfort comes not from knowing that I know what's going to happen next, but it comes from knowing that the person who I'm following really already has it all figured out, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, the story is going to make sense, even if it doesn't quite make sense now. That's right. And I've seen evidence of that even up until this point. Mm-hmm. You know, looking back to the journey, it's like, wow, that was cool. That was cool. Oh, those things ended up tying together. Mm-hmm. I wonder where it's going to go next. Exactly. And I'm committed, and I know we're committed. Yeah. To we doing have no idea thing. where this is going to go. But when you know what? I already, know it's, gonna the, I already know it's going to be the. I already okay. know it's going to be the best story. I love it's it. It's
0: going to be really, really good. So, um, praise them. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got, too. So that's what we got for this episode. It was a long one, guys. So thanks for sticking (laughs) with us. Um, And so, yeah, we'll dive into our sponsor, (laughs) who happens to be Tedros Team Realty. Um,
1: Talk to him, baby.
0: uh, You got it. So we are a real estate company located in L.A., obviously present for all your buying, selling, and investing needs. Uh, We told you guys the last episode, but our ultimate goal here is to help at least 50 families this year. So whether you are out of state and looking to buy a house, let us find you someone that's real... Good. Someone trustworthy in your city. Um, We have a large network of realtors that we're connected with. Um, If you are a realtor, reach out to us. Let's get connected. Actually, a lot of
1: a lot of we've like we were saying last week, we've gotten different people connecting with us for some needs based in Los Angeles. But a lot of you have connected about uh, out of state needs. So that's been cool to
0: Seattle. We've got some D.C. We've got some Virginia. So yeah, definitely Oregon. reach out to us. The benefit is also that Isaiah would serve as an additional remote consultant to you through your transaction process. So definitely reach out. Um, that's a part of the 50 families we're hoping to help. As well as if you know someone that's moving to LA or north you know, uh, north of LA, south of LA, anywhere around LA, let us we know. We are here. It, it is it's our, send them our way.
1: It is our true pleasure. Like we really like we we love what we do and we love the fact that we can be a part of this uh milestone for people Mm -hmm. like i'm helping a few families right now and we're about to close uh end of this week and it's such a special thing to see people really get aligned with the with the with the home purchase Mm -hmm. that really takes their family from one situation to the next yeah Uh, It's like, you see people's, it's kind of like people seeing people's dreams come true and like seeing their families, you know, kind of venture off into a new chapter. And it's really, it's a really wonderful thing. And you get to be a part of that, which is cool.
0: Which is also brings that full circle, right? That has mentioned before, God positions us for people. And so we both are very aware that, you know, everything that we do is for the people that are in front of us. And so, yeah, send your people our way. Right. Um, And as you know, if you liked or even loved today's episode, let us know by leaving a review on Spotify. I love it. I love it if that means Did if, you that love it for, go- if that
1: counts for anything, yeah, I love I it. I'm we gonna, to I'm go gonna like leave 20 a review on it. different
0: computers. You've already left a review. I've tried oh, to leave it. I think maybe I left a review on you. Wow. What
1: did you What did you name yourself?
0: <laughs> no, no, on uh, not on Apple. <laughs> I did it on Spotify. So on Spotify, you can rate it.
1: Light and love, baby. Two two four.
0: Loves this show. I'm not biased, you right. know. Um, but yes, yeah, so you can get on Spotify, follow the three ellipses right at the top, and rate it. Again, our goal is to get to at least hundred reviews. We're so close, just twelve reviews. So if you haven't done it, every review counts. Um, definitely subscribe and share with everyone you know you never know who this actually, could that's, encourage that's
1: actually the thing that we haven't been saying enough can you guys like start sharing some of these actually we're not putting that many clips out but like the clips that we do put out just share it guys or
0: just share, share the put link. it out
1: there so like that's like another way that people outside of our immediate network and family can learn more about this because I think uh, we have a really strong base maybe how many people listen every every week
0: it yeah fluctuates I think Right now. Up to a thousand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, if we share those 300 clips,
0: three hundred solid subscribers though. So thank you guys for those. Okay. Of you guys so that so are so
1: somehow people are getting it, getting a like, hold of it. But yeah, the more you share it, the more people can learn about this, and we can start reaching more people.
0: Yeah. You just yeah. Never know who wants to be encouraged. So. Thank you guys for giving us your ear. Be sure to follow us on all of the socials at lightandlove.life and at Isaiah Tedros. And then obviously for our real estate company, that's at Tedros team. All of this will be in the show notes. And that's what we got for you. So thanks for tuning in. We hope that you guys are able to, yeah, live a life inspired um, in your careers and in your talents and in your skills and everything yes. that God has given you. So,
1: God has we'll a ca- plan and then you're, you're going places, kid.
0: Going places. <laughs> we'll catch you next time.
1: Peace.